Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. It is Crouch Man coming to you on yet another fantastic, beautiful Tuesday morning. I trust you guys had a fantastic Mother's Day weekend. You know, without our moms, we are in trouble. So whether it's your mother, your children's mother, I hope and trust you spent time, energy, and, of course, love bestowing on those that are most important to us in our life, without a doubt. Hey, you know, we talk a little bit about business, we talk a little bit about life, and we talk a little bit about fun. And how do you combine those? How do you make the three of those kind of gel into one, right? In other words, how do I take my business world and implement it into my personal world? Or how do I take my personal world in some cases, right, and turn that into my business world. I mean, are those two possible? And then then how do you keep them separate to where you're just not doing the same thing day in, day out, but you're actually making some change in the world? You know, you're actually doing something positive. Uh, How do you then incorporate fun into it? And then, then, of course, when you have a family – then how do you take that and, and actually impart what you've learned in business and what you've learned in your spiritual world, how do you convert that then into your life? How, how does that work? And what are the strategies? And, of course, you know, a lot of times our, our, our wonderful, our wonderful uh, how should we say it, uh, theories, for lack of a better word, uh, that we want to put into place, sometimes just doesn't quite work out the way that we want them to. Best of intentions. We read about how to be a great father uh, based on you know this or based on that. Uh, but implementing it, oftentimes it's tough. You're, you still haven't mastered the 40-hour work week or, or Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week, let alone uh, you know having just passive income in your world. So how do you actually make that happen in your world. And, and a lot of times, it's about slowing the world down, right? It is about making things happen the way you envision them in your mind, right? I mean, that's the key. You know, how do I envision my world? And then working backwards from that, right? If I want to have it someday look this way in, in my work world, what am I doing now in my personal world? You know, what does that look like? And oftentimes we struggle with that. I mean, we struggle with that. What's exciting is that I have uh, today with me a very uh, good friend uh, that has taken what he's learned in the business world, has adapted it into his personal world and, and have some, what I like to say, some astonishing uh, results. We met back in 1997 building a, a company. Many of you are familiar with Keller Williams Realty. 
And we happened to meet at one of our first sessions, and, and from that time just built a fantastic relationship. And uh, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised to hear what my very good friend, uh, entrepreneur, self-made millionaire, father, husband, and what I like to say, a leader. Please help me welcome David Scott. David, uh, you on the line, big man? I am on the line. <clears throat> It is great to have you uh, with us today. Dave, you know, I, I was talking earlier a little bit about how you take what you do in the business world and impart it into your family world. But share a little bit uh, with, the, with the listeners out there what you did back in 1997. You took some companies. Share with us a little bit about what that journey looked like, just to bring the listeners up to speed. Well, in 1997, I joined Keller Williams Realty and in, in took over a management position, what they called the team leader position of a company that was struggling. It was losing about thirty to $40,000 uh, uh, per month. I mean, it was, it was really, really struggling. And so I came in, got things turned around, implemented some basic, some basic models and systems that revolved around recruiting and training, and got it turned around. And as a result of, uh, of the success there, I was given the opportunity to purchase my own franchise, which I did. Uh, in the North Houston area. Started that in April of 2000. Started, opened the doors with five agents, grew that office to 360 agents uh, through basically the same recruiting and training type principles that I had established at the, uh, at the office for which I was the manager. And ended up selling that office in January of 06 of 2006. And the reason I sold it, Scott, was because I wanted to uh, make sure that I spent quality time with my family. The office was about an hour's drive away from my house one way, and I was finding that I was leaving the, leaving the house as the kids ate breakfast, got in, and the kids had already eaten dinner. It was probably 7, 7.30, and by the time I ate dinner, they were going to bed around 8, 8.30 at the time, so we had maybe 30 minutes to an hour to spend together each day not including the weekend. So I just didn't think that was enough time. I never had a close relationship with my father growing up, and I definitely didn't want to uh, to have that uh, same type of relationship with my sons. So I, I was proactive about it, sold the business so I could come home and spend quality time with my sons, and that's exactly what I did. So almost to a letter, Gerber talks about the reason that you build businesses is to sell them, uh, to go fund your life passion, and, and this sounds like your life passion is your family. Life passion has always been my family, for sure, and just been fortunate enough to put myself in a position that I could develop a business that was sellable, and um, and it's worked out great. It really has. Well, you know, most people, Dave, struggle, at least it, it seems to me, I mean, a lot of guys have struggled with, I have a business, it's thriving, it's, it's providing me income, it, it's actually they're trying to get out of the house not into the house. Uh, you talk about your relationship with your father not being as close as maybe you wanted it to. Uh, how did you wrestle with letting go of corporate world, letting go of your entrepreneurial spirit for a moment and, and thriving just into your, your family unit? How did you do that? Well, I think it was building the confidence that business can wait. If I take, to me, most guys wait till they're 65 or 70 to, quote, retire. And by that time, the kids are grown and gone, and maybe you have a close relationship with them, maybe you didn't. 
and I didn't want to take that chance. So I always thought that, hey, if I take a little five, five to six-year sabbatical here, I've got confidence enough in myself and my abilities. I've proven through past experiences that it can be done. If I want to start another business six years down the road, I can. I have the skills to come back and start another business. I mean, it, it boils down to do you live in a world of abundance or do you live in a world of scarcity? And I had a thriving business. I had a booming business. And a lot of people might not have been willing to let that go. But I was of the mindset that if I don't let this go, I'm going to lose the relationship with my son. And I really didn't want that to happen. So I let the business go, knowing full well that down the road, if I wanted to start another business, uh, I had the skills to do it. You know, what's exciting about hearing you, you share that is that you were know, you also a teacher. Uh, you, you taught a lot of, of Keller Williams University material. I know you wrote material. And, and as you're out there teaching it, I mean, was there a part of you kind of looking up saying, you know, if I keep on saying this and if I'm not doing it, maybe I'm a hypocrite. That's my biggest fear is to be labeled a hypocrite. So, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you're talking, you better be walking. And, and um, it was definitely one of, those, one of those times to where it's, hey, if I'm up in front, regardless of who you're in front of, if I'm in front of my agents teaching them how to build a business or if, I, or if I'm in front of my son teaching him how to build an abundant life, then I'd better be walking exactly what I'm talking so you sell your business. Uh, you have your first son, Cade, and and walk us through what what principles did you take from from your business world, your Keller Williams world, uh, your collegiate world? What one, two, three tips did you instill in Cade, your first son? Yeah, Cade was uh, going into his seventh grade year when I sold the office. So he was 11 going on 12 at the time. And I thought that was a great time to sell the office, Scott, because from about ages 12 to, say, 15, your kids are open-minded. They're learning-based. They're going to listen to you. Ages 16 to probably about 20, they're a little more closed-minded, a little more ignorance-based, and probably unwilling to listen. So I thought, hey, what a great opportunity to spend uh, – a ton of time teaching him some basic life principles at his most impressionable age, and I thought the timing was was key. Uh, some of the some of the same things that I wanted to teach him, or, or I guess the same results I was looking for in a son as, as I was looking for in my in my real estate agents. I wanted to create self managed people, self managed business people. And so when I come home and I look at my son, my goal, my overall goal for my son is to create a self-managed young man, one that um, can go out, knows how to go out, and, and create an abundant life for himself. And it all starts, before you can start to affect someone's behavior, you must start by teaching them how to think. So it, it starts with, with, with helping him establish the proper mindset. Um, and How did you go about, I mean, an 11-year-old, uh, teaching him how to think in this mindset. What, what did you use to do that? Well, I start with the premise that, hey, the best thing about your life is it's your life. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, don't want, I don't want you choosing roles because you think those are the roles that I want you to choose. I, I want you to choose roles in your life that you are extremely passionate about. To me, 
To me, life success or business success is two-dimensional. There's an internal dimension and there's an external dimension. And I told Kate, I said, you're responsible for the internal dimension. That means you choose the role and, and you bring the commitment to the table. And then my role as your dad is to bring the external environment in, to provide you with the training, the tools, the people to support your, your goals. Because so essentially, they have environment must support your goals. Yeah, so have essentially a productivity specific environment supporting his goals. Right, that's correct. So he brings commitment, he brings direction, and then where do you take it from there with uh, with young Kate? So it's whatever you know. He chose the roles of he wanted to be an athlete and he wanted to be a great student. Um, he want he's in the he's in in the drama department. He wanted to be a a, a quality actor as well. So it's just a matter of, of providing the, the, the outside training, the tools, and, and getting him in front of the right people so that he can succeed in the roles that he's most passionate about. So he's playing football. You're in Texas. I mean, that is Friday night lights heaven, probably no, renowned for its football programs. He's bringing commitment. What does that look like? Has he ever said, Dad, I don't know if I want to do this. Dad, I'm not sure. Uh, what kind of language? What, do you, what are you talking to Kate about during those difficult moments in training? Well, I tell him that, that, that he needs to approach each role with what we call IDR. That's integrity, that's discipline, and that's responsibility. And, and, that perspect, and, and also that perspectives have a tendency to change over time. So if at any point in time he's not fully committed to the role to, to say, hey, I, I no longer want, want to – to proceed down this path, let's change paths. And so it's, it's fulfill your role with, with the IDR system, right, the, the integrity, the discipline, the responsibility. Integrity, I tell him, is doing the right things even when no one's watching. Discipline is doing the right things even when you don't feel like doing them. And responsibility is do the right things without having to be told to do the right things. And so we've kind of built... I've, I've kind of, I've, what I've tried to do is instill those those core values inside of him, so that he takes those to every role that he chooses in his life. Well, based on some of the successes, David, I'm, I'm not so sure you tried to instill it. It seems like you've you've instilled it. Bring us up to speed with what Kate has accomplished heretofore. Well, we start with the premise that the reason people succeed is because they intend to. It's not by luck, it's not by happenstance, it's by intent. So the way you must approach whatever you desire in life is is in a very intentional and proactive manner. And and that's the way he's 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 approached everything that that, that he's done. And and again, I think it boils back to Scott that it's keeping that premise that I want you to choose roles that you're passionate about. I want you to do things in your life that you that you are truly passionate about doing. And then I think that keeps them on the right path. You know, it's not me telling him, hey, you should do this and, hey, you should do that. It's more, hey, you do what, what you feel most passionate about, and then I'm going to support that. And, I'm, and, and you tell me your overall goal for that role. Like if, if one of his goals is to play college football. Okay, now I'm going to challenge you at a little bit higher level than if your goal was simply to have fun playing football in high school. Uh-huh. 
So my goal as his dad, I tell him, is, hey, to challenge you to make sure that, that, that you get to where it is you desire to be. And that's the same way in business, right? Our role as managers or owners or, or leaders of business is to have our people tell us what their goals are and then help them create plans and strategies that, if implemented and held accountable, will get them there. It, it's the same well, premise in life. And Kate's done really but, well. Kate's done really well. He's, how do you uh, keep him he, focused, Dave? If, if I could pause you for a moment, how do you keep him focused? I mean, a young kid wants to play collegiate ball, but yet he may want to be a basketball player or a baseball player. He may want to go get some golf balls. He may want to start dating uh, ladies. He may want to be, uh, be in drama. How do you keep him focused? It's easy to stay focused when you're in roles that you're passionate about and you're progressing inside of those roles. Mhm, mhm. And what about peer pressure? His boys around him and his friends are going to be dragging him. How how do you talk to him about who you hang out with really matters? Well, we talk about the fact that hey, if you if you if if you focus on on achieving at a high level, and if you bring IDR to everything that you do, that that what's going to happen with that is that you're going to separate from the pack. You're gonna you're gonna rise above. Um, the, the the masses of people out there, and the, and that's okay. And it's funny because Cade's sort of taken pride in the fact that he doesn't he doesn't succumb to what what most kids his age are getting into these days with with drinking and drugs and things of that nature. And we've had we've had lengthy discussions. I think I think part of raising a good quality kid is having open honest communication, open honest dialogue. And we've talked about. You know the, the the temptations that are going to be out there, and we've role played uh, what that's going to sound like coming from uh, some some of the people that he perceives to be his friends. You know, it, it when you say that, it reminds me just almost of kind of that pathway of of lead generation of the real estate agent or or, or any uh, commission salesperson, right? It's that IDR that that intention. Uh, hey, I need to do the right thing, which is lead generate. And you talked about how it starts with that intention. Where is where's Cade today on that intention road? Cade's uh, a starting varsity cornerback. Uh, started as a, as a sophomore. He's a straight A student. Uh, he's one of two sophomores elected out of his class to go to a leadership conference this summer at Rice University. He's Fantastic. The he's the lead actor in the school plays. Uh, he's a quality son. We've never had a one ounce of trouble with him, and he's a great brother. So, to me, Cade is succeeding in every every major role in his life. And again, I, I don't think that that's by luck. I don't think it's by happenstance. I think it's by design. So, I mean, succeeding when... succeeding in life. Succeeding in, in any role that you choose to play in life, whether it be business, personal, relationship, whatever that role is, is very basic, Scott. It's not complicated. And I, and I think so many times people have a tendency to overcomplicate things. But it's, it's very basic. It's about being intentional and proactive. And to me what intentional means, all intentional means is – Define what your goals are. Define your passions. And be very specific about it. Don't be vague. Have very specific goals. And then develop plans. So there's your intention part. It's define your goals. 
and it's develop a plan. And I'll develop a plan is, is, is what do you need to know, what do you need to do, what do you need to have to get what it is you say you want. So there's the intention part, right? And that, and then most people just leave it there. But what, you know, the, the path to hell is paved with good intentions, right? So you can be intentional but not proactive. So the proactive part is now go implement your plan. If you know exactly what you need to know, what you need to do, what you need to have to get what it is you say you want, then go do it. Go implement your plan. And then why be do accountable. Why do There's, most people not do that? Well, why because it's easier to sit on the couch and talk about what could be than it is to go out and make what actually could be what is. Right? I mean, most people don't want to think about things. Most people just want to show up to the day, react to what the day has to give, and hope they get through it. I mean, to me, that's what—that's not what life's about. To me, there, there was a question that was posed to me one time. Were you put on this earth to live or to exist? Well, I, I thought about that, and I go, I'm here to live. Okay, well, where's your, where's your life plan then? Where's your plan to live? What does living mean for you? How is that defined? Mm-hmm. Be specific well, you know, most people, about that. Yeah. Kate says, I want to be a good athlete. Really, what's a good athlete look like? Define that for me. Be specific because those will become your goals. Well, it, it's, it's interesting, Dave, because a lot of people will say, well, I'm a single parent. I don't have the resources. I don't have support. I come from a dysfunctional family. Yada, 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 yada. And, and by the way, all of those are valid. Uh, let's, let's be clear that there are victim circumstances that occur. You've achieved this, and yet uh, you, still, you, you have a second son as well. Tell us about Strand. Strand is uh, going to be 11 in June, and he is autistic, severely autistic, and which was another reason why I chose to come home and spend a ton of time with Kate instilling proper values because – at the end of the day, when, when, when Allison and I pass away, Kate's going to be responsible for his brother. So I had to make sure that I instilled in him the value system that was capable of taking someone who is severely handicapped. So on a level of, let's say, 1 to 10, 10 being highly autistic and 1 not so, uh, I'm not even sure, Dave, what the, what the ratings are, 1 not so autistic, where would you, where would you put strength? Uh, at a nine plus, he's nonverbal. He's never spoken a word. Um, he's, um, but he's a special kid. I mean, he's the most loving, affectionate kid you could ever be around. Um, you know, Scott. Eleven years ago, I could not have imagined myself uh, with a special needs kid. Eleven years later, I, I really couldn't imagine myself without one. So. You, you, and, and, and Allison and I have never asked why. We've never really cried about it. We accept it. It is what it is. He's a blessing to our family, period, end of story. He was put on this earth for a reason, and he's taught, us a, a, he's taught me a very valuable lesson. He's taught me exactly what unconditional love is. Wow. Wow. And how would you define unconditional love, Dan? You would, you would do anything in the world for the, for the, for the person. 
There is, there is, there is nothing that I would not do for for him. Period. End of story. So, for those listeners out there that have excuses for whatever reason or issues in their life, what would you tell them to do for their children, for their loved ones, or even for their business? Well, I mean, it, it, and 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 it's not like I I. I don't sit around at times and, and can fall into a victim status because I think we all do. But what's and, and I would talk to them the exact same way I talk to myself. When I find myself feeling sorry for my situation, I look up and I go, hey, for every excuse you have for not achieving your goals, someone else has done it under far more difficult circumstances. You know, life is, is 1% of what happens to you and 99% of how you respond to it. So... Define what you want, create a plan to get it, and go implement the plan. It's that basic. It's that simple. That right there, those three steps will get you out of any situation that you desire to get out of. But what you have to remember is if you want things to change in your life, then you have to make some changes. You have to be willing to do some things differently. I think therein lies the challenge making that conscious decision to do something different. Well, you have to have, you have to have a reason to do it though, right, Scott? You have to have a, a burning, passionate desire to make a change in your life. I mean, well, I think that comes me, back to there, To me there are four you know, when people aspire for things, they have aspirations, there's four levels of aspirations. There's I want it, I desire it, I'm passionate about it or I'm obsessed with it. There are your four levels. Well, wanting it, wanting it, saying I wanting it, it gets back to being intentional, right? These are the things that I want. Okay, well, that's talking about it. And you and I both know talk's cheap at the end of the day. That just talking about something's not going to get it for you. Desiring it, a little bit better than wanting it. Desiring it means I'll move towards it if it's easy or convenient for me. So as long as, it, as long as the path remains easy, as long as it's smooth, as long as it's convenient, then I'll move towards it. Being passionate about something is that you're willing to suffer for it. And to me, that's where you want to be. That's the level of aspiration you need to succeed in any area of your life, is you have to have a passion for it. And, and passion is defined as I'm willing to suffer. Now, most people aren't willing to suffer. And really what suffering is, it's getting out of your comfort zone, right? It's moving out of your comfort zone. It's See, when, being you, when, you're, when, you're, when you're operating outside of your comfort zone, there's two voices playing, right? There's the voice that's saying, hey, yeah, come on outside of your comfort zone. Things are so much better out here. And there's the other voice that's going, what are you doing? Don't go out of the comfort zone. Come back in here. Things are nice and warm and safe in here. And whomever's voice is loudest is going to dictate whether you go back or you stay or you go back in or you stay out. So you have to have that reason why, because that's the voice that keeps you out of your comfort zone. Progressing, growing. There's no growth without discomfort. So what I tell Cade, and anybody really, is anytime you're feeling uncomfortable, anytime you're feeling discomfort, it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing because it's an indicator that you are indeed growing, which is the overall goal. 
In anything, right? In anything. Right? In anything. Whether it's spiritual. In anything. Well, Dave, there is no wonder or question that you have had a stellar career owning franchises. As Gerber talked about it, selling that franchise and funding a life and pouring into the very, very one thing that you are clearly passionate about, and that is your family unit. I've met your lovely wife, Allison, and she's a fantastic woman. Uh, certainly, you two have had uh, tremendous blessings in your two children, both in Cade and, and Strand. And I tell you what, I tip my hat to you for taking business principles and transferring them into your personal world and, and actually being able to see that and, and not talking the game but doing the game. And for our listeners out there, it's having a goal, it's having that mission. Have your plan in place and then get up off the couch, as David said, and go do it. Get up off the couch and go do it and listen to the voice that will take you into action. You know, I'll bring back an old story. Many of you may have heard it. But it's every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up and it knows it must run faster than the fastest lion or it's going to be killed. And every morning a lion wakes up and it knows it must outrun the slowest gazelle or it will starve to death. It doesn't matter whether you, my good man, are the lion or the gazelle. Here's what we do know. When that sun comes up, you'd better be running. For David Scott, this is Crouchman saying make it truly a great day and be running. It's up to you.